This podcast was brought to you by mozo.com.au. Welcome once more to the Finance Burrito, where we are continuing our finance news headline unpacking journey of 2021, and we're getting a fair way through the year now. Yikes. Um, as always, the pearls of personal finance wisdom come by way of myself, Liv G, and Tom Watson, and we are a couple of finance journos from comparison site mozo.com.au. Uh, but tell me, Tom, when you're not financing, What's been your fave hobby over the last year? Hey, Liv. Um, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. So I don't want to bore everyone completely, but I really got into <laughs> disc golf last year. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I meant to because we did a work thing for we it. Did. I couldn't go and I still didn't understand what it was because I wasn't in, in that person for it. Can you explain it? Briefly, very briefly. Very briefly. So it's like golf, but with frisbees and instead of kind of putting the frisbee into a hole you throw it into a raised basket and it's really fun um and okay. essentially myself and one of our dear colleagues at mozo co-opted a work event to um basically have our own game of disc golf and everyone else joined fun. in so it was great yeah i mean it just sounds like kind of difficult basketball because you can't just throw it like a ball you've got to fling it it's like a really hard but- or i'm just not very <laughs> good sound hard. Yeah. anyway have you well, uh have you done anything yourself or um, well, we were discussing earlier, I'm trying a bit of yoga because mm. my uh, my weary bones need some stretching and um, it's hard as well. It Why is. do you keep trying these hard things? Yeah. But I'm sort of, you know, I'm getting into the groove of it, feeling a bit zen. Um, but, you know, whether it's it's wacky or it's easy breezy, hobbies and exercise, I do love a hobby hunt, but it's probably time we get into the news, right? Sounds good. Here are the hot topics in Moneyland. Let's begin the news week or day by jumping back into share trading. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about online share trading specifically, um, you can rewind back to, I think it's episode 35, where we sort of get into all the deets of um, online on share trading and and all that cool tech finance stuff. Um, But today, the news news itself is about a bit of a regulatory crackdown on a potentially damaging trend that's sort of emerging in this sphere. Your favorite type of um, crackdown, right, Liv, is a regulatory crackdown. I love it. Oh, I just love rules. Yeah. Just give me a give me a give me a dot point list and I'll just tick them off. It's too much fun. Give me a green <laughs> tick. Love it. Um, but the um so the regulator is um ASIC, so that's the Australian Securities and Investment Investments Commission. Um that big old gang of, I imagine, really cool people, um, has picked up on uh, people using social media and other like online digital platforms to coordinate something, it's called a um, pump and dump campaign, mm. um, and that's in relation to uh, listed stocks, so like share trading. And this is something that's actually considered market manipulation and is, in fact, illegal. Dun-dun. So it's sort of done, done. Yes, law and order. Um, so I think we've sort of discussed the term in episodes past or mentioned it in passing, um, but pumping and dumping in share trading is this process of um, buying up shares in whatever company and then in some kind of like coordinated effort, trying to encourage other people to do the same. And this process elevates or pumps in quotation marks, pumps up the stock prices, and when the pumpers see a profit, they sell or 
dump the shares. And this sort of has a bit of a domino effect on prices then dropping. So people yeah, who weren't involved in this coordinated effort kind of lose out if they jumped on this, this trend of the stock uh, rising. Um, but how are people getting on board? When I was looking at this, I was like, how do you even make this happen? And um, yeah, so it's through social media or other online forums where people can make either like exaggerated or straight up like false calculations about sort of how a company is growing or the prospects that they uh, envisage, like forecasting can sort of, you know, can be quite uh, vague uh, sometimes mm. to get sort of like other investors excited so it's kind of like a hype guy but for stocks uh behind the dj just like <laughs> it sounds like cryptocurrency it does a bit just like pumping up the jam um and so like that's for the, for the people who sort of aren't involved in the campaign mm. but then it's often clearly communicated with like for the people that, that you're like oh you you should get on board with this we're going to do this market manipulation manipulation in like their little online forums and they have like profit goals all the details on when exactly to buy and sell so to pump and dump so to make it like effective and so people can be in on it and others follow the trend and then lose out and basically ASIC is like stop just stop it it's illegal um, and a carrot can apparently attract up to a million dollars in fines. And yeah, and people can face 15 years imprisonment. Right. So it's like pretty, it's pretty major, I guess, because it can um, amount to like a lot of money uh, moving around. Sure. If you're just like being... the kind of regular old investor who's invested in this company before this activity happens, <laughs> you know, and it ends yeah. up losing value relative to where it was, then yeah, you're probably not going to be very happy. So that. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And so what does it mean for people, I guess, people who are, you know, doing stock and share trading? If you're in the game, as always, proceed with caution. And if you're not in on the pump and dump campaign, just remember it can be kind of like hard to spot because, you know, movements do go up and down and often something, you know, will go up for, a, you know, a long time mm. in relation to movements in the world. So I think it's always really important to look at the history of, those stock movements in relation to other economic factors and also research the the companies you're considering investing in. And if, yeah, you do somehow get caught up with the group or individual suggesting you get involved in market manipulation, you know, say, say no, get out of there. And um, there are avenues actually to report um, suspicious activity to ASIC. There's like an online forum and an email contact that's easily Googleable. So, yeah, there is stuff you can sort of do after the fact but yeah a bit of drama there to start things off yeah go on go and be a snitch that sounds good <laughs> love snitching how excited are you to use the term pumping and dumping as well like 20 times in that segment yeah That's i've just very satisfying i'm exhausted yeah <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a rest and i promise i, I won't steal your term for uh for my uh, okay. first news bit of the day um but i'll keep my uh my regulatory hat on um although Ooh. I'm going to take us, you know, on a little bit of a detour from share trading and into an adjacent category, um, the world of cryptocurrency. And I've actually got mm -hmm. two news pieces um, about cryptocurrency today, but I, I guess I'll start with the more the more serious stuff um, to begin with. So it starts on that. Yeah. So the big news in the past week is that China has banned all cryptocurrency trading and mining, which is pretty massive. So yeah. I think it was last Friday or Saturday, um, 10 agencies um, in China, including the central bank, um, plus 
financial securities and foreign exchange regulators all joined forces to kind of push this ban through. Mm. And it's it's not the first movie of its kind in China. So there's basically been a series of crackdowns on digital currencies in China over the past 10 years or so, including yeah. a ban on financial institutions from like providing services related to crypto tra- transactions, um, which came into effect in May this year, so quite recently. Um, so clearly it's been on the agenda for a fair old while. But why the ban, you ask? Well, mm-hmm. according to a uh, a very comprehensive ABC article, which I'd recommend checking out if you're interested in learning more, China is um, they're mostly concerned that cryptocurrency speculation could disrupt the country's economic and financial order. Um, but they're also concerned that the you know the thousands and I think there's over ten thousand different um, digital um, currencies oh, and coins so out many there now. Um, that. So many different names. Oh, yeah, and just the most absurd names. They're great. Some of them are brilliant. Mm. But they're worried that these could threaten their newly introduced digital one, um, which is their their kind of Mm. uh, blossoming national digital currency. So they've got their own deal, and they don't want it to be undercut by by anyone else's. So Yeah, how interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is. And most commentators say that this is all about tightening control, uh, which, you know, if you're familiar with some of the goings on in China, um, yes. you probably won't be surprised because something that's happened um, in relation to social media platforms and search engines being banned um, mm. in order to kind of monitor their citizens more closely. I remember I went to China with a friend and it was a great trip, but um, she didn't know that, yeah, Facebook, Instagram and, and Gmail mm. were all like you couldn't use them and so she was just completely without any contact <laughs> She couldn't do anything. It was pretty funny. I knew. I should, probably should have told her. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have. Oh, I'm, I'm sure yeah, she appreciated the, uh, the rest from those uh, those channels for a little bit of time anyway. Yeah, freaked out a little bit. But <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. No, okay, yeah, so just on the, uh, remembering holidays. <laughs> on the flip side, the, uh, the People's Bank of China said that the government will resolutely clamp down on virtual currency speculation to safeguard people's properties and maintain economic, financial, and social order um and Hmm. like many other countries there's also concerns about the environmental impact of crypto mining since it's Mm. um it's such an energy intensive process and at at this point you effectively need like a supercomputer to mine bitcoin and other currencies um i think that's something that we forget about a lot because it's it sounds like it shouldn't take any like great amount of energy because you're like oh it's all digital it's all fine mm. but it's like yeah you always forget that like even sending an email is a certain amount of power behind that definitely and this is be, really um, intensive sourced yeah so yeah so not great for the environment there. uh so yeah that's the yeah. uh that's the more serious news but i i guess that the big question still is what does it mean for crypto prices um and mm. that's that's not entirely clear yet um, because we did see um, the various currencies out there, including Bitcoin, uh, drop after the announcements, but then they kind of rebounded mm. a little bit. So I guess there's there's this sense that the global adoption of crypto will kind of counter the negative effects of China's bans, but I, mm. I guess we'll have to wait and see um, how this plays out. So that's the serious news, but... How about some some more positive news, which I think you'll you'll definitely yeah. appreciate, Lit. So, right, tell me. Um, 
this story, uh, and it comes from the New Daily, I think, uh, is that there's this hamster, a hamster in Germany, <gasps> and its name is Mr. Gox. And I don't know why it's called Ooh, Mr. Gox, because that's an interesting name. name, but I like mm. it nonetheless. So Mr. Gox has gained almost 30% on his digital asset investment since he started <gasps> buying and selling cryptocurrency in June. Go, Mr. Gox. He's killing Cute. it. The world's He's richest so hamster. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is a pretty excellent example of um, dumb luck and investing or you know, it could be a sign that hamsters are are becoming smarter and better investors, oh. which is a, a little bit scary. Fantastic. Either way, uh, before we get into this, let's start by saying that we uh, we don't endorse uneducated guesswork when it comes to crypto trading or any other mm. kind of investing. Um, so while Mr. Gox has been very lucky so far, uh, many other hamsters and humans, I guess, uh, may see opposite <laughs> results uh, for their guesswork. Uh, but it's still kind of fun. So basically... Mr. Gox, um, he exercises in a certain way, and that's how he chooses, in inverted commas, um, whether to buy or sell the crypto. And according to the New Daily, he he selects which crypto to trade by by running on his wheel, and then he chooses to, whether to buy or sell it by running through one side of two decision tunnels that he has. <laughs> But he can't read. How does he know which tunnel says buy or sell? That is true. That is that is a really good <laughs> so point. So stressful. And what, what if what if there's only one tunnel that he can fit in? So he's always buying. He's never selling. <laughs> he's just like I prefer this tunnel. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, Yikes! So fun. What do uh what do Mister Gox's trades mean for you and for everyone else? Um, I think it just goes to show that the uh the world is a random place. Um, but also that mm. if uh Bitcoin does see a massive increase in price, cryptocurrencies tied to it generally do the same. And for Mister Gox, that's um kind of what his games were all about because they were pretty much in line with um you know those uh, those bitcoin increases over the last few months mm. so it kind of we need a sense. mr gox graph yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> um so time to uh time to put your guinea pigs to work maybe live <laughs> maybe i feel like people forget that hamsters and guinea pigs are quite different animals and i don't think a guinea pig would run on a wheel because their little sausage bodies are like so low to the ground we've had this <laughs> conversation don't... before they... though that you just need a bigger <laughs> wheel and more motivation for the guinea pigs to get going yeah they don't they do they do run very fast when given free range but i just don't i don't think a wheel is is appealing to them they're not into Can it we get like a but treadmill or something else for them to, to get maybe on? yeah we, we, we need to find a different system they, they do like running through pvc pipes so you know what i'd love to see the... i'd love to see your guinea pigs on like a what? cross trainer or something like that you know getting their little legs going oh their little hands yeah. oh they couldn't handle it um but yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see if I if I don't understand investing well enough, I'm sure that they don't. Well, let, let the <laughs> we'll guinea pigs guide it. you then, man. That's the uh, that's the point. Over right? the <laughs> over the summer holidays, that'll be the new hobby. But um, I thought um, since we're on a bit of a you know a fun little way towards the end of the news today, I thought I'd keep the good times rolling and um, start with a question, mm. and that is, Tom, are you familiar? With the Mad Max franchise, yeah, I'm definitely familiar with it. I saw I saw the most recent one with the uh, with Tom Hardy and um, Charlie Theron, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I've never seen the classics. I love them. Yeah, I love them. I uh, Australian 
Australian, classic mm. Australian darling. I was shocked to hear some people in the office hadn't it, let alone not see them, never heard of them. Never heard of it. And I was Are like, you going to name what? names or it's this person going to be? No, I won't. Okay. We'll keep it. It's too shameful. Okay. No. <laughs> but um, so, well, you know, we could just talk about Mad Max. The um, actual news is that um, 13 of those really epic, insane sort of steampunk cars from that most recent film, Mad Max Fury Road, are up for sale. No way. Which really? is sick. And um, so it's uh, an auction house called Lloyd's Auction, and they are taking expressions of madness, <laughs> which is like expressions of interest. Get it? How fun. And Lloyd's are like, um, aren't Lloyd's the kind of really old, fancy, like dapper auction I house? I think so. so they're just, that's, they're that's just getting better. in on expressions the- Expressions um, of madness. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the modern groove for, um, yeah, so for the collection. And apparently they've already received- um, hundreds of expressions of madness from people around the world but unfortunately they're already in negotiations with the top 25 bidders so i'm sorry tom you can't actually buy furious's war rig no. as it's already you're not in on the party it's already you know fine print is being figured out um but i think it's still interesting to talk about because you know cars are quite expensive of late mm. and i wonder yeah how much this lot will cost and apparently they're drivable which is uh, the most You'd exciting thing. you hope so, if you're going to fork out a big wad of cash for these things. <laughs> yeah, apparently they can reach like 130 kilometers an hour, Ooh. which I think, think for like especially the bigger ones and the more insane ones is like pretty pretty decent, all things They'd considered. They'd be wasted on um, most Australian roads then, right? Like you need to uh, hope all these buyers are in Germany so we can see them kind of absolutely yeah. fanging it down or, the autobahn. you know. Go like out into the desert in Australia where it was filmed. That's, and that's where that. you need to be driving yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, apparently the the current owners or custodians of the collection they want them to stay on display, so they don't actually want people raging through the desert like a war boy because it might like crash and 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 ruin oh, that's it. Boring. I guess. So that's yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really have control over how how they're used I mean, there's probably contracts and stuff mm. you sign right but we'll see um not sure of the potential sale price um it's only all happened this week so we may see that soon and i expect to be pretty big um as it's looking like the entire collection will be like sold as one like that's sort of the aim Whoa, okay so someone's gonna buy 25 of these 13 13 13 oh yeah sorry specific. Yep. um i don't really know i i'm like are there only 13 cars i'm sure there's more than that but maybe these are just the main ones that actually go but yeah pretty exciting stuff for mad max fans <laughs> like myself but yeah if you are uh not already in the bidding uh, battle you are unfortunately out of the race but you know at least we can still all look forward to the film furiosa in 2024 Ooh, yes. with old Charlize. It's going to be all about her. And that'll be for my 30th birthday. Really? Fun. Hey. Yeah. Would you do a theme party, a, a Mad Max theme party for yourself? <gasps> That's such a good idea that hadn't even occurred to me. Oh, my God. That'd be such a fun dress up because mostly all you need to do is like tear your clothes and like wipe some ash on your forehead and shave your hair. Easy. That would be done. great. Sorted. Really? Oh. <laughs> Now I've got something to look forward to that, like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that events will be uh, happening in 2024, but we'll just see how the next few months go. Fingers crossed. And uh, yeah. until then, uh, there is always 
plenty of uh, of podcasts in the uh, Finance Burrito back catalog for you to go listen mm-hmm. to. So if you're looking uh, if you're looking for a way to while away those hundreds and thousands of hours until 2024, then. <laughs> That would be my recommendation, um, as well as all the yeah. uh, the regular social updates on our Instagrams and TikToks, which you can go and check out. So please do. Yeah, many more chats until my thirtieth birthday. It's gonna be great. Um, we will we'll try to insert more Mad Max news in the uh, weeks and years ahead for you too. Um, and helping us out as always in that great endeavor is our producer Claire, social media lead Rihanna, and researcher Ella. So thanks, guys. Yeah, goodbye. Leaders. Just remember, as Mozo writers, we're providing general financial product information. So we're not taking into account your specific financial situation, needs, or personal objectives. We are not recommending any specific product to you. The best advice we can give is for you to make your own financial decisions and seek out independent advice. This podcast was brought to you by mozo.com.au.